Hello and welcome to Physics with me. My name is Alex and today we are going to visualize linear algebra. Consider a space of nothingness or you can say an empty universe and you as a supernatural being goes to this universe with your immense knowledge of numbers. You know initially that there are only two numbers, 0 and 1 and you know the operations which can be performed on them addition, multiplication, additive inverse which is also called subtraction and multiplicative inverse which is also called division you know how you can create new numbers and thus you started dumping the universe with numbers you somehow can create complex numbers too by taking quantity i which is simply a square root of minus 1 and you said that this set of all numbers is a super set of complex number so complex number has all the real numbers in this universe and you just keep on dumping all the numbers which you can create such that this universe has a field which can be said as a sand in desert or a football field grass like lots of grasses on the football field now you pick those numbers to form a list or a matrix or a multiple dimensional matrix you're not binded by the three-dimensional view you have initially because you are a supernatural being now with those field scalars or you can say complex numbers you thought of creating a space another space of say vector but this vector is not the three dimensional vector which you initially see in your earlier classes this is an abstract vector you can replace this vector by anything anything you can think of You can say these vectors are having some sort of definition, initial definition, which will help you to create this vector space. The first definition is that the vectors which you have initially taken, which is an abstract quantity in this space, can perform addition such that if you add any two numbers, or vectors you'll end up with another vector which may belong to this space this vector space and cannot be you cannot create any other outer space vector this property can also be called a closure property the next thing is scalar multiplication such that if you take any scalar quantity from your field and multiply it with a vector in your vector space you'll end up with another vector which may lie inside the vector space so in a way you are defining a boundary over this vector space such that none of the vector can leave this vector space in any way hence called the closure property You have commutativity which means if you take any two vector and add them 
then it does not matter in which order you are adding them same goes for associativity additive identity which means if you have a zero vector and you add any other vector to it you will end up with that vector other than the zero vector then comes additive inverse which is like subtraction of vectors in which the other vector have an opposite sense of direction then comes multiplicative identity which means if you take any field scalar quantity and you multiply with the vector you'll end up with the same vector because the scalar quantity is 1 distributive property of numbers or scalars or vectors can be thought of as the same thing as long as the new newly created vector lie inside the vector space or is closed inside the vector space you can create subspaces too which has the same property and a fixed boundary just like a normal vector space and it will obey the same operations with the initial vector space out of which this subspace has been taken out similarly you can create multiple subspaces and you can add any two elements from two different subspaces which can be called as a direct sum and if you have multiple subspaces from that vector space then you can take single element from each of them and then add all of them to have a direct sum with the property that each of the subset should be unique and in, in these subsets or subspaces no element is common linear combination is simply just a set of vectors and equal number of scalars from your field and then you multiply the scalars with the vectors and add each of them each of the pairs span has a similar definition but it has a property that if you take a specific amount of vectors and some unique combination of scalars and make a linear combination which is unique then that linear combination if you change the scalar quantities can span the whole vector space which means you can create all the vectors from that linear combination of vectors this is called spanning the vector space thus finiteness of a vector space can be defined as if you can create a specific amount of linear combination and that list of vectors spans the space which means that the space is finite not infinite that's why you can create a linear combination a unique linear combination which can create other vectors in that vector space thus infinite dimensional vector space is simply a vector space which is not finite then comes linear independence the property of linear independence is such that if you take a list of vectors and a scalars and you create a linear combination then that linear combination is equal to zero only if all those scalars are zero which means none of the vectors can be created by any other vector in that list of vectors 
by any combination possible. Now you may be wondering that if you have an infinite dimensional space then can you have a subspace which is finite? Well actually it's a, there is a definition which says that if every subspace of a finite dimensional vector space should be finite dimensional. But for an infinite dimensional vector space it can the subspaces can be finite or infinite. The vectors which you have taken for spanning the vector space, those list of vectors can also be called bases. And the length of those list of vectors, which means the number of vectors which you have taken in that list, defines dimension of the vector space. So for an Euclidean space which has 0, 0, 001, 0, 010, 0, and 100 0, 0 as three vectors, which spans the whole Euclidean space is three-dimensional which means there are only three vectors which can define the whole vector space. Now if you want to create a unique vector space out of your initially created vector space then you can use the property of linear mapping. So what is linear mapping? It's like a function. So it takes some vectors out of your initial vector space and then do some calculations and then create an another vector space vector which means you take vectors from space initial space and then you create an, an, a new vector for the final space such that there is a correlation and you can interchange those vectors by performing the direct operation or an indirect operation which is which is sometimes called inverse of that operation this mapping is called linear mapping because it has two properties additivity and homogeneity additivity means if you take any two vectors and add those vectors and then op perform this operation for transforming this er newly created vector to the new vector space this is similar to like taking the operation on those two vectors initially and then performing the same addition in the newly created vector space. Homogeneity is simply like if you take a scalar and multiply that any vector with a scalar and then you perform the operation to drag this op newly created vector to the newly created vector space. It's, it is same as multiplying this that newly created vector by a scalar in the new vector space so it's like you can say if t is my operation such that i'm taking the vector from initial vector space to the final then t of u plus v where u and v belongs to my initial vector space equals t of u and t of v plus t of v this is additivity whereas homogeneity is like T of lambda u where lambda is my scalar quantity from the field equals lambda of T u which means if you apply the operation of on u later and then multiply the scalar quantity it is same as mul multiplying the scalar quantity with the vector initially and then performing the operation. The initially created vector space is sometimes called domain and the newly created vector space is 
codomain so now null space is if my operation say t which is taking some vectors from domain and making them equals to the vectors from to the codomain if all the vectors which you have taken in the domain maps i mean by operating on t maps to the zero of the codomain then that that can create a space called null space so those vectors that maps to zero are subset of v which can be called null space similarly you can say range of uh, t which is our operation for taking vectors from domain and make creating a vectors in a codomain is simply those vectors which you can create from the domains vectors like not all the codomain vectors can be created from the domain vectors as codomain can be greater than the domain which means codomain can have more number of vectors than the domain thus only those vectors which can be created in the codomain from the domain using the operation t are simply called range which means those subset of vectors in the codomain are range of our domain just like how in a classroom if there are lots of benches then if the number of students is less than the benches then not all the student can sit on all of the benches so range is like only those benches in which the students can sit so as i have initially stated that null space is simply those vectors in domain which points to the same vector zero vector in codomain so it's like a fat boy which can sit on five benches at the same time which means a really fat boy thus you can say if my vector space v is finite dimensional then the dimension of that vector space v is simply the total number of vectors in the null, null space plus the total number of vectors which range to the codomain which mean the subset of those number of vectors so this is like dimension of v equals dimension of null t plus dimension of range t this is a fundamental theorem of linear mapping sometimes a linear map is not possible which can take vectors from the codomain and return it back to the domain so those linear maps are called non invertible whereas the invertible ones are one in which you can exchange the vectors easily by performing the inverse and direct operations of linear map this invertible linear map is also called isomorphism which means you can exchange the vectors between two vector spaces in any order from domain to codomain or codomain to domain and two vector space are called isomorphic if there is an isomorphism from one vector space to the other so this two way channeling of vectors between two vector space is isomorphic then comes the idea of dual space this dual space are 
similar to our initially created final space which is which we have called codomain but it has a property that all the vectors which can be created in a dual space are orthonormal to our vectors in the domain so if you say there is a linear mapping of all the domain vectors to this dual basis dual space then if we apply a inner product between the vectors in the in our domain and this basis space we'll get a Kronecker delta function which means the vector which is transformed to a dual basis when inner producted with it gives one otherwise any other vector in the domain when inner producted with uh, any other random vector which is other than those being mapped by that same vector from the domain to the dual basis should give zero inner product which means completely independent so this is the idea of dual basis dual mapping is similar to our linear mapping but with this property that the vector which should create in the dual space are orthonormal to our initial cre initially created vector space as I have mentioned already the idea of operators which initially were uh, in our last discussion is taking vectors from our initially created vector space which is domain to vectors in codomain so those are sometimes called operators in quantum mechanics even in linear algebra they, they are called operators sometimes so one of the most important property of these operators is that for some vectors there are sometimes eigenvalues when you apply this operator say t to this vector in our domain say v then it may amount to a vector which is simply the extend extended vector maybe a scalar times of that same vector which means t of v equals lambda of v where lambda is any scalar and this scalar is sometimes called eigenvalue and this whole equation tv equals lambda v is called an eigenvalue equation and it's this one is really important because eigenvalue equation are over occurring in quantum mechanics and the vectors which show this type of property this type of behavior are called eigenvectors so for each operator which are acting on the eigenvector in our domain can have specific number of eigenvalues not less not more so this specific number is equal to the dimension of our vector space from which our vector eigenvector is taken so as I have already talked about inner product which takes vector from our domain and a vector from the dual basis and then do the product such that it will give you some values which is just like a dot product in our Euclidean space vectors between any Euclidean space vector which will give you a scalar quantity same goes here so with this our visualization in linear algebra is over. Thank you.